Welcome back to the Witching Podcast. Uh, what episode is this? Four? Five? I think this is six. Five? Oh, shit. Th- or five. I think five. Five, okay. five, five. five. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so my name is Siobhan Romero. I'm here with my co-host, Julia Delgado. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be talking about true crime today. And I have no idea what we're talking about, so I'm really yes. pumped. So I wanted our first, so I wanted the for the true crime episode to be like a surprise. Like I want when we research, like, cause I want to get your real reaction. Like I want to yeah. know if you know about this or not. And I want to get it. Like, I, I just want to know what your real reaction is going to be. So, yeah. And I hate surprises. So this is great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you right now. So you don't have to wait any longer. Today we are going to be talking about the death of edgar Allan poe stop Do you know anything this. about this no i would thank so, god like the most <laughs> i know is that he probably like died super mysteriously probably this is my assumption mm-hmm. because of his writings and just his whole vibe you know mm-hmm. like he was just a spooky weird dude so yep. i feel like yeah that that would suit him yes you're very, you are right in assuming that he died in a very mysterious way. Sweet. Oh, wait, what? wait I watched a movie. What movie? Called The Raven. Okay. And I think maybe it depicts this, but I'm not going to say shit. I'm just going to let you. I haven't seen it, so I don't it. know. You'll have to tell okay. me once we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, first I thought we would just talk a little bit about his life because his life was very he just had an awful life. Like his life was very dark. Like a lot of bad things happened to him. Yeah. So it's very, it's very sad, honestly. Like I feel bad for him. He just had it rough. So, okay. He was born on January 19th, 1809 in Boston. And his parents were um, actors and their names were Elizabeth and David. And unfortunately, they died within three years of him being born. So he was basically an orphan since he was three years old. So then when his parents died, he was brought to Virginia in Richmond um, to live with his godfather. Um, His name was John Allen. So that's where the Allen and his name comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, So in Basically, so he grew up with this John Allen guy. Um, they never actually really ad- fully adopted him um, because like, you know, before, you know, he was only three years old. I guess they never actually picked a godparent. So he kind of just like ended up with them. I, I couldn't really find out how, but like he ended up with the, with the Allen family. Okay. So in 1826, he enrolled in school at the University of Virginia where he was an excellent student. I'm sure you could imagine because he's one of America's best authors. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, he was a great student, especially in writing. Um, But his godfather was a complete dick. And even though he was very wealthy, he sent him to school with like less than a third of the money he actually needed to be there. So, 
you know, in order for Edgar Allan Poe to start, um, you know, to afford his life there at school, he had to start gambling. And by at the, like, by the end of his first term at school, he was literally so poor that he had to like start burning his furniture in order to stay warm. That's how poor he was. Oh my god! And his godfather just like would not give him any money, any more money. And even though he would literally brag about how he was paying for his school, even though he was not paying for his school. So wow. it just goes to show how much of an awful person he was. So um, you can imagine that his godfather was, even though it's basically his fault that he was gambling, he was angry mm-hmm. at Poe for gambling because it's bad. And, you know, you could also imagine that Poe was angry at him for not giving him enough money to survive. So he had yeah. no other option <laughs> to drop out of school. Um, so he returned to Richmond where um, he actually discovered that his fiance that he had a long distance relationship with Sarah um, Royster was actually getting married to another man. <gasps> so yeah, that sucks. And I found out that the reason why this happened is because her father did not approve of having his daughter marry like an orphan, I guess. So what the heck? He basically would like intercept their letters like back and forth and like just not let them either of them get each other's letters so that they would both think that they were ignoring each other. So it got to the point where Sarah was just like, well, I guess Edgar's not interested in me anymore. So I'm going to go marry this other guy. <laughs> this makes me so sad. Yeah, he was feel so bad for him <laughs> this is already breaking my heart I know it's like <laughs> he's had an awful life um and then let's see what else so then after that happened he moved back to Boston where he was from where he was born and um in order to he wanted to join the army and so for for some reason he took on a false identity um and he renamed himself Edgar A. Perry and he mm. claimed to be a 22-year-old Clark from Boston. And that's how he was able to enlist in the army. Just so that he can, like, you know, support himself and so that he could write while he was in, in, enlisted. Um, and he actually was excelled very well in the military. Um, oh, wow. But I guess five, five years later, after being in the military, he decided that he didn't want to be in the military anymore. And because he just ended up hating it. And he confessed to his commanding officer that, you know, he wasn't actually who he said he was and that he was actually Edgar Allan Poe and that he wanted to leave the army. And I guess the commanding officer was kind enough to not like put him in jail for fraud (laughs) and was like, okay, fine, you can leave, but you have to um, reconcile with your godfather. So um, I guess, also, yeah, but I guess also at the same time that this was happening, um, the godfather's wife passed away. Mm. So that kind of, I guess, softened him up a little bit and they were able to reconcile and the godfather ended up um, buying Poe's way out of the military. Um, but he did put a condition on that and say that, you know, 
I'll buy your way out of the military, but you need to enroll in West Point. So that's what he did. He went <gasps> that's to West by me. Point. Really? Yeah, I live oh. kind of close to West Point. Oh, cool. Um, no, not cool. Trump's <laughs> helicopters were out and about loud as fuck. Oh, my time. He's anyways. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, he wasn't there for very long because after eight months, he was like, this sucks. So I'm going to do everything I can to get myself expelled. So that's what he did. He basically never showed up for any of his classes or drills or anything for like weeks straight. And he was expelled. Wow. (laughs) So after that, um, He didn't want to go back to his godfather because obviously his godfather would be angry that he got himself expelled from West Point. So he attempted to seek out his father's, his real father's relatives. Um, And during this time, he was robbed by one of his cousins. Um, So that's another just a little point of like just really bad luck on his part. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So then eventually he actually found his Aunt Maria Clem. And that's where he actually started to find a little bit of a sense of stability. And that's kind of where he started to really um, start writing. And he started to publish um, some of his poems and his short stories, um, one of which actually got him some notoriety and um, got him an editing position at the Southern Literary Messenger in Richmond. So like things were like starting to turn up a little bit for him. Yeah. And um, something else good that happened kind of was that he fell in love with a girl named Virginia. Um, But (laughs) she's also his cousin. Oh, God. And she's also half his age. So in 1835, (laughs) when they got married, he was 27 and she was 13. Absolutely not. That's disgusting. that's canceled immediately. Canceled. Yeah, but <laughs> you have to think in in 1800s that's just how it was. Like I know it's gross. It's gross at any time, but like to them it wasn't really that crazy. It's like the Mormon fundamentalists that like marry off their 16-year-olds to the 40-year-olds. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah. And 13 is so young. Like, like yep, gross. But um, despite that, they had a pretty happy marriage, um, but they were struggling very much with money and they moved around the East Coast a lot um, for different writing jobs. Um, But, you know, it was very hard for him to make an adequate living off his writing. But I also found out that not part of the story, but just in general, like he was actually the first writer in America to like make a living solely off of being a writer oh word I was gonna yeah, ask I didn't you, know like, that you know how sometimes in history when you have these awesome writers or creators and they never get like recognized in their own time period but like mm-hmm. nowadays we're like oh like they're so good but yeah they can't reap the rewards you know um, yeah but I'm also <clears throat> just wondering how I, I think it's funny that he wasn't able to make it as a writer in the beginning and that's literally like today like if someone wants to try to be a writer it's almost like trying to be an artist it's like very very hard yeah no definitely I mean he does um eventually like when the raven comes out and um some of his other very famous um short story um novels come out you know he does 
get a fair amount. Like he does eventually I'll get there, but he does eventually like start Mm. to be noticed for his writing. So that's at least like you can say his life didn't turn out that bad before he was or before he died, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, so since he was having such a hard time, you know, he kept just kept trying, kept trying. And he finally published the tales of the grotesque and um, arabesque um, famous short story and um, novel. And this novel um, contained his famous short story called The Fall of the House of Usher. So, mm-hmm. and that was in 1840. So even though that is like one of his most famous stories, he actually wasn't even paid for that, that publishing for that book that that story was in. He was only paid with 25 copies of his own book, not any real money. Right. Oh, that's like awful. I can't believe that. I know. I mean, maybe it's karma for marrying a 13 year old, but maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe he had that one coming. <laughs> but um, anyway, one five years later in 1845, um, the New York Mirror published another one of his famous poems called The Raven, of course, which that's the one that actually shot him to like national fame, which is of no surprise. Yeah. Um, so for a brief period, you know, he was actually living relatively comfortably um but only two years later after that his wife virginia died of tuberculosis at the age of 24 oh it's like he finally catches a break and then his wife dies right like the fuck (laughs) this guy cannot he just can't get it right i guess i just i feel bad yeah i'm sorry my brain's still on the 13 year old but yeah, I know. I do. I do feel bad for the, the majority of his early life. He was really fucked over. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then um, two years um, in the two years after her passing, he kind of just like went off the rails, basically said to have gone on like a wild spree, just like abusing alcohol and like just doing a bunch of crazy stuff and gambling and all of this for like two years. And then finally by the summer of 1849 um he finally kind of got his shit together and got sober Mm -hmm. and he actually made his way back to his first fiance who the one who married that other guy um i guess her husband i think he died um so she was single again so they um got back together and by the end of the um end of the summer so like they kind of got together like at the beginning of the summer 1849 by the end of that summer they were engaged and they had plans to be married after he returned from some business that he had in Philadelphia so Mm. um by September 27th 1849 he left Richmond um, on a steam train and stopped the next day in Baltimore on his way to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And so that was September 28th. And the next five days after that, he was basically, no one knew where he was. He was missing. So on October 3rd, Poe was found by a man named Joseph Walker. 
who was an employee of the Baltimore Sun. And he basically said that he was delirious, he was immobile, he's dressed in shabby, dirty clothing. Um, And he found him in a gutter outside of a public house, which is a bar, basically. And um, that the bar, the public house was the was at the time being used as a like pop up polling place for voting, um, because it was also election election day that day. Hmm. So um, he recognized him. And he was like, Oh, my God, are you okay? Like, do you know anybody in the area? Can I get you some help? And Poe told him that he had an acquaintance in the area named J.E. Snodgrass. And so... Um, Wait, Joseph- I'm sorry. Snodgrass? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I know. real? I was like... Like, you said he was delirious. So yeah, no, that, that was real? his real name. That was his oh, real okay. name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so they sent him a letter or a note, like, in the area. And um, he was like, do you know this guy at Ground Poe? He really needs help. Please come right away. And so he came and I guess he noted that, um, you know, his clothes were really dirty and just out of place for him. Like he does not usually dress that way. So Hmm. he was like, he must have been robbed or his clothes, um, like of his clothes or like he must have been cheated out of them in some kind of exchange or something like that. Um, And he also noted that like he was clearly like drunk, clearly. Yeah. So um what they did was they, the next day they took him to the Washington college hospital or that afternoon, actually not the next day. And, um, the doctors assumed that he was drunk and they actually brought him to a special room reserved for drunk patients. Um, and good. (laughs) Yeah. And in the four days that he was there, he actually never fully regained consciousness to be able to like retell what actually happened to him. And he was like, you know, the whole time he was there, the doctors were trying to like, you know, get him to talk to like, find out what was wrong, like what, like what happened to him. And he just like, could not coherently communicate with the doctors, like everything that he would say, they just didn't know what he was trying to say. Like he just wasn't making any sense. Yeah, so the doctor that he had, um, Dr. John J. Moran, um, he wrote to Poe's aunt, um, Maria Clem, and um, he basically said, this is a quote from one of the the letters that he wrote, that um, his last days were filled with vacant um, converse with spectral and imagery I'm sorry, vacant converse with spectral and imaginary objects on the walls. His face was pale and his whole person drenched in perspiration. Uh, Basically, he was basically seeing things, sweating. Yeah, he was tripping balls. Yeah, he he like took something. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? And so four days later, October 7th, 1849, about five hours past midnight, he died and apparently his last words were, Lord, help my poor soul. So sad. Oh, my. Oh, wait. I did know that. that you did know that? that? I didn't know his last words were that. That's a really yeah, sad. Yeah, really sad. So the official cause of death was um, phrenitis, which means brain swelling. 
Um, and he was buried wow. in a Baltimore graveyard in an unmarked grave with very little ceremony. Um, and, you know, basically since he was unable to describe what happened to him during those five days that he was missing and while he was in the hospital and there was no autopsy ever performed, basically his death is unsolved. Nobody knows what really happened to him. So the brain swelling, I feel like that would make sense because of his hallucinations and things like that. Mm-hmm. There is potential that he was beat up. Like maybe he was mugged and mm-hmm. because someone could have hit him over the head really bad. And like a lot of the time, uh, this happens I think actually quite frequently where someone will get hit in the head and they think they're fine. Yeah. But over time their brain will swell and yeah. they end up dying from it. I think that actually happened to that famous actress who was in the parent trap with Lindsay Lohan. I think she Which was married one? to, she was married to Liam Neeson. She was like on a skiing trip or something and she hit her head because she wasn't wearing a helmet and she, they brought her back home. Like she had a headache. She was fine, Uh but she didn't wake up. So that's why when you hit your head, they always tell you don't go to sleep. Like you have to, you have to get your head checked. Which actor was it? Was it the the mom? Yeah. The mother, the blonde woman with the short hair. I'm pretty sure that was her in the, in the parent trap. Oh my God. That's so sad. Yeah, she died in like the nineteen, yeah, the nineteen nineties, I think, or oh. early two thousands. Yeah. Well, you are on the right track. I mean, like <clears throat> that is definitely one of the theories that he was beaten. Um, so I have three. I have four theories actually. Um, pretty popular ones that people have theorized. I mean, there is a bunch of theories, like. There's Start with even, like the weirdest one. The weirdest one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's the weirdest one? Let me see. Um, well, none of them are really weird. Like, okay, this one's kind of weird. So the first, not the first theory, but the weirdest one is that he was a victim of cooping. Oh. So cooping, <laughs> yeah, cooping is a really weird word. So it's basically a violent form of voter fraud that was very common in Baltimore at the time. So, you know, it was election day. So basically mm-hmm. cooping was when gangs would kidnap a victim and force them to vote several times under different disguises. So oh my God. I'll actually, I'll go into this one in a second because there's a part in another theory that kind of you have to know before I go into why this is, this makes sense. Okay, okay. But that's definitely the weirdest one. So I'll get back into it in a second. So the first one um, that is important for all the theories actually is something to do with alcohol and alcohol-related disease. Mm-hmm. Um, some examples would be dipsomania or alcohol dehydrogenase, I think that's how you say it, or delirium tremens. Um, so... Poe had a problem with alcohol, not just like being an alcoholic, but like he was actually genetically predisposed, predisposed, sorry, to not be able to handle alcohol in his system. So like he had a sensitivity to alcohol. Oh, okay. So 
what would happen is like, according to a guy named Chris Sempner, who is a curator at the Poe Museum, he says that it was been documented that after a glass of wine, he would be extremely drunk, like extremely. And his sister also had the same problem. So it's something that seems to be like hereditary, like something. Is that me? Is that you? (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't like drink wine and get like crazy drunk, but I will drink a beer and like feel way more tipsy than anybody else around me. Really? Maybe, maybe you have a little bit of that. Oh God. But yeah, that's like (laughs) one of the reasons um, that, and it also like, it could make him very ill. So, um, and I guess at the, also at the time for like the brain swelling thing was also another way to say death by alcohol, which I don't know how true that is. That's just what I read. So, well, and they also said like, when they brought him to the hospital, they said he was drunk and they put him in that, um, room that, that is for drunk patients. Yeah, the treatment uh, process that yeah. he unfortunately went through, not not yeah, good. Yeah, I know. And then um, they also say- He could have been alive if they treated him differently. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but it was also the 1800s, so it's like, they oh, don't really yeah, know that true. much. <laughs> yeah, people are just dying left and right from yeah. like, scrapes and cuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but they also say that like a few months before his death, um, he became super ill after a drinking spell and he went to the doctor and the doctor said that like, if you have another episode like this, like it could be fatal, like you could die. So after that, um, he got sober and he was actually a very active member of the temperance movement up until his death. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense you know, that he would be drunk willingly, like that he would have, I mean, maybe he fell off the wagon, but you know, for like, you know, during that five day missing period, maybe he like fell off the wagon and got sick. And like, that's maybe why he was delirious. that's, That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that maybe he had like too much to drink. Like, but if he had three glasses of something, you know, yeah, and then he stumbled and fell or you know something happened to him like that that's that has a lot of potential yeah definitely and that's why so that's why this theory is important to the cooping one because um so the next theory like I said is cooping so what would happen is these um gangs would kidnap a victim so -hmm. that they can make them vote a bunch of different times in order to commit voting fraud And they would put them like in different disguises, which would explain why he was like beaten up and why he wasn't in his normal clothing and um, why he was found outside of polling place. And um, during this time also, um, voters were always given some type of alcohol after voting as like a sort of celebration. So it makes sense that if he was made to vote like a bunch of times and had to drink every single time after he voted that he would be, you know, delirious outside a polling place in different clothes, drunk. Like, I think that this one makes the most sense to me. And it would also explain, you know, why he was drunk and why he was ill and why he wasn't able to recover after that. Cause you know, normal people, when they get drunk, they recover by the next day and they're fine 
but he yeah four days was like incoherent so it could have he probably had severe alcohol poisoning and yeah when that happens you don't have as much your level the level of alcohol in your blood is so substantial that a lot of the time you don't get oxygen in places that you need it so it would make sense if he wasn't getting the right supply of oxygen to his fucking brain you know or whatever his blood flow his blood pressure that that makes a lot of sense yeah I definitely agree and then um to kind of solidify that theory there was a biographer who wrote um I think he wrote a book about him and um in 1870 he received several letters um and one of them was from a faculty member from John Hopkins and he basically said that the general belief is that Poe was seized by one of these gangs cooped stupefied with liquor and dragged out dragged out and voted and then turned adrift to die yeah so i mean that's some like if if they're saying that that's what they think happened too then i don't know that's kind of the one that i'm here for i now that you've explained everything i'm definitely on board with that one for yeah. sure but there are two more theories that i have to go over which also makes sense <laughs> god damn it so don't make your decision yet all right but i'm firm i'm, okay. I'm just standing here in okay this space just try to debunk everything i say now <laughs> <laughs> okay so the third theory is that just basically how you were saying earlier that he was just like beaten after drinking so like we were saying earlier he could have fallen off the wagon even after just having like one drink and you know after having one drink he's so drunk and that would make him a really easy target for like any gangs or someone who's trying to rob him so he could have easily you know just been drunk made himself an easy target and um gotten robbed or beaten up or mugged or something and that could explain um you know the way that he was found um and you know if he was being robbed it could also explain why he also wasn't in his normal clothing like they could have taken his clothes and he somehow i don't know they left him with those cheap dirty clothes you know yeah that's that's true too that could have happened as well um, there was also a woman who wrote um, something in a newspaper in 1867. Um, I, I also believe she was a biographer. And she wrote that it was actually well known that um, a woman accused him of hurting her. <gasps> so she um, basically had some guys like go beat him up and and that um after that a brain fever that's what it said in the newspaper a brain fever followed the beating so that's kind of like what happened to him after so i don't know that's also plausible that that lady um just was like you hurt me i'm gonna have my uh i don't know my brother or something go beat you up (laughs) yeah i i that one makes the most sense to me just because based on his symptoms and like the fact that he had brain swelling just screams like he might not have though he might not have had brain swelling because like you know phrenitis could have also meant death by alcohol 
Because it do they didn't mean say by that though. Like, what do they mean? I, by, like, I don't know. They. I think that that was just another term. Maybe alcohol poisoning. To, like, yeah, just to okay. describe someone who drinks themselves to death or they die somehow with some kind of with alcohol being involved. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, I just. I mean, it's not like. I mean, today that the definition of phrenitis would be brain swelling, but it, it could have, it meant something else back then too. So yeah, it could have been either true. or. Yeah. Um, wow. But another theory to the beating thing is that um, actually his fiance, um, her brothers did not want um, him to marry her. So what another theory is is that the brothers could have drugged him with alcohol basically and beat him to death um i guess that the brothers warned poe against marrying their sister so they could have he actually could have made made it to philadelphia because they're saying you know he did not make it there because he was found in baltimore and that's where he stopped but they're saying that maybe he didn't make it to philadelphia and the brothers kind of ambushed him and he kind of disguised himself in those shabby clothes to get away from the brothers and try to sneak back down to Richmond. And on his way back, when he stopped in Baltimore, they could have found him and they could have drugged him, beat him up. And knowing about him that he's sensitive to alcohol, they could have known that, you know, if they drugged him with alcohol, it'd make him very ill and they beat him up. And that could explain why he was in different clothes and why he was, you know, drunk, why he was beat up. So that's another theory. I'm thinking that no matter what, like this guy was definitely murdered. Like it was, I don't think (laughs) it was his own, I think so too. circumstance. I think something or someone had something to do with it. Yeah. I really don't believe that he fell off the wagon. I mean, he was missing for five days, though. So, like, I don't know if he was cooped. What? Like, if he well, was cooped, he would have like they would have been doing that for five days, basically. He could have been knocked out somewhere for at least a day. Yeah. Judging by his symptoms and like the, I'm just it just screams head trauma to me, no matter what. So mm-hmm. it's just like. I feel like there's a good chance for at least two uh, two of those days he was probably like hurting real bad and couldn't get up anywhere, you know. Yeah. Or um and then on the third day maybe he's just slowly trying to make his way back but he's so fucking delirious and shit that he doesn't even know what's going on. He he can't he can't really fend for himself so maybe that elongated the time frame. You maybe. Know? Yeah. Well, if you're really stuck on the brain swelling thing, then you're going to like this last theory. Oh, God. (laughs) So the last theory is I had a brain tumor. Yeah, that too. (laughs) So this would explain his odd behavior in the days leading up to his death. Um, Even though he was buried in an unmarked grave, um, they actually put up a statue where his grave was supposedly 26 years later and they actually like dug up his coffin so that his remains could be examined um his so his corpse was like in terrible condition and they even like were being so like the workers were being so 
careless basically with the coffin that they just like dropped his remains everywhere and like they fell everywhere and like broke and like it's just an awful thing so yeah so I guess the workers actually noted that there was something like rolling around in his skull like something hard and at the time they just thought it was like his brain like that kind of like dried up and hardened but like that's not what happens to your brain after you die like it doesn't calcify it doesn't harden like that so but something that would harden was a is a brain tumor so like after you die if you have like a tumor it like calcifies and hardens so um that's it could have just been that rolling around in the skull dried up hard tumor rolling around in this guy's skull yeah that makes so much sense now i'm on this no i know and then also to kind of like solidify that one is that I guess earlier in his life um, a doctor actually told him that he had like a lesion on his brain um, which I guess would explain his sensitivity to alcohol somehow I don't know if lesions on the brain cause that but like I guess he was told I mean who knows I mean back then they probably don't didn't know that much about that honestly I feel like said it like oh you have this so that must be the reason behind that but like well I'm thinking like the doctor literally looked him dead in the eyes and was like you got a big ass forehead like you probably (laughs) have something wrong or something I don't know how they would gauge that yeah unless they did like they would cut him open but they didn't do that so yeah I I don't I don't understand that yeah (laughs) I don't get that either like I don't know how they would even know he had anything on his brain like how would they even see that yeah they didn't have x-rays back then did they i don't know no. when the x-ray was invented Wait, so how old was he 40 oh he's 40 yeah. yeah um but yeah so he um but i mean if he did have a brain tumor that would also explain why he was hallucinating and sweating and like just like in his final days just like incoherent you know yep. so all these things kind of like don't rule out each other, but like it also could be like a combination of of these series. Like he could have had a brain tumor and also have been cooped, or he also could have had a brain tumor and also have been beaten up and drugged, or like he could have been drunk. Like it could I'm be thinking, like any combination of all of them. That he had a brain tumor. Someone punched him in the the head, ruptured it, or something. Yeah. And then I don't know if you can rupture a tumor, but <laughs> you, maybe I'm thinking of a cyst. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not rupture it, but maybe they rattled his head around that was already being consumed by this tumor mm-hmm. and it gave him a really bad concussion when like a normal person wouldn't have had that, you know? Yeah. If they were hit in the head or something like that. But yeah. yeah, regardless, I still don't think it was just him. I think someone would have had to give him a head trauma. Yeah, I agree. For him to be like that, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. And some other like they're clear like I said there's like a, a bunch of other theories like people say like maybe he had rabies or like the flu or syphilis. <laughs> rabies, or, like, sorry. Yeah, like <laughs> he was or they rapid. also say like <laughs> carbon monoxide poisoning or like epilepsy. Like those are all other theories. How would carbon said. monoxide I, be produced? I have no idea. I don't know. That's just one I saw. I didn't read into it. I was like, that just sounds dumb. <laughs> Epilepsy, maybe, maybe he had a seizure and hit his head, potentially, but maybe. I don't know. I still think 
Yeah. I have, I'm exactly. still, my favorite one is still the cooping one. Cause that yeah. like that one kind of just fits all of the, the stuff that happened. Yeah. I had no idea that was a thing. That's like actually terrifying. I know it's crazy. Like, can you imagine it? There is like an elected or, you know, someone, a political figure who is running for office, who is like, yeah, go out and like kidnap people and make them vote for me multiple times and then just leave them there for dead. I don't give a shit. Well, now it's like a Can little bit imagine? more meticulous than that. But yeah, yeah no, people still that. have that mentality. <laughs> not as cutthroat. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not as bad as that, but people still do the manipulation like that. Yeah. You know? that's crazy crazy. that that was very interesting I liked learning about I know that was awesome when I when I um I was like looking up like unsolved uh cases and I saw Edgar Allan Poe I was like hell yeah (laughs) yep because I don't even think about that I don't I don't don't think about uh true crime stories that happen you know before like the 1900s I don't Mm -hmm. think about those but I'm sure there are plenty because of the lack of policing and just the lack of toxicology, you know, like anything like that, that yeah. they had no reference to DNA, you know? So yep. it was literally the wild west, like anything could have happened. I know. And I, I like this one too, because like, I bet you people don't even realize, like they know who Edgar Allan Poe is and like, they know the Raven, they know like who he is. But I bet you the majority of people don't know that his death was like an unsolved case, like that his death was mysterious and that it was like nobody knows like what actually happened. I guess I kind of knew because of my mentioning of how I watched The Raven. Mm -hmm. I think it was 2012 when it came out. It's with John Cusack. And that one is literally so the plot of it is there's a crime that happens and it happens to be exactly like one of his short stories. So Mm -hmm. they immediately go to him because they're like, uh, did you kill these people? Because you've written about it to a T in your book. Right. So that's a valid assumption, Yeah. but he ends up not being like, he obviously didn't do it, but it's just about him and the detectives trying to figure out who is copying his short stories and who's implementing them in real life. And then, uh, towards the end or the end of it is him looking up at the sky and being all crazy uh, while he's sitting like on a park bench or something like that so it kind hmm. of alludes to him going crazy like you mentioned yeah. I guess when someone found him yeah like he was so incoherent um, so yeah I kind of I kind of knew a little bit but I actually didn't know that it was real I thought it was just uh, them adapting his somewhat life story to yeah a, a crime thriller movie or something yeah and you would like I think too like you would think that you know his stories were so dark mysterious and all of that that his life kind of mirrors that you know but yeah. you wouldn't think that it would mirror it to that extent but but now I'm thinking with the whole uh, hallucinating part of it and how he was seeing like the spectral th- uh, images and things. Mm-hmm. This makes sense to me that maybe he did have a tumor because when yeah. you have these things, it makes your imagination crazy. Mm-hmm. So like one of the symptoms is hallucinations, but also like very vivid dreams sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that if he did have a tumor, he would be able to write 
these incredible stories, you know? Yeah, maybe that's a good point. I guess too, like in the end, like he was like calling out to someone named Reynolds and to this day, they still don't know who that is, which is just crazy. In the movie. Now I want to rewatch the movie because what (laughs) you're saying is reminding me of how he was acting on the park bench. Yeah. And throughout the whole plot, it's because they don't know what he did in those five days, right? Yeah. So the entire movie is essentially what he did in that time. Oh, okay. And it's 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 so it's over exaggerated. Obviously, it's not probably not true, but it's just about him trying to fight this evil guy who's trying to use his books to kill people and it ends up finding a cult and shit like that. And it was just um I feel like the guy who was helping him was named what you said. Reynolds? Yeah. And they oh. had no idea because the guy just totally disappeared. So huh. So it was Maybe. just a fit. everything was just like part of his imagination. That's yeah, so, so cool. I have to watch that. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Okay. So if you guys, if you that. guys are, who are listening, want to watch somewhat of a true story document, no, <laughs> it's not a documentary. Not, not um, a true story. We don't know no. what happened. <laughs> but it's really fun. Like if you like Sherlock Holmes, uh, thriller mysteries, uh, like the Orient Express, things like that. Like it's it's a really mm-hmm. good film. I like it. I'm gonna have to watch that. Cool. All right. Well, that's all I had on the death of Edgar Allan Poe. I hope no, you guys that was really interesting. That. I, I really, I really did. Yeah. I, whoever's listening, if you didn't enjoy that. <laughs> it's very interesting because it's just like, you know, you get a little history, but then it's like unsolved murder. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah no, th- that was good. I liked it. Cool. Well, if you guys have anything you want to comment on or have any other interesting facts about Edgar Allan Poe, or have any suggestions for future true crime episodes, let us know. You can send us an email to thewitching.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I want to know uh, if you guys have any of your own theories. Not yeah. just on this, like maybe if you know some other information, uh, you can tell us. Yeah, definitely. I'm very firm on the tumor. Julia's firm. Yes, on the let pooping. us know which theory <laughs> you are more, you think is correct. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> We'd sure. We'd love to hear. Um, All right. Great. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.